Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mike and Miana, yeah, they're playing some games. And I pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. It's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B. Mike and Miana, yeah, they're playing some games. And I pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. Everybody and welcome to the RHAP BNB for episode 11 of Survivor Winners at War. We are here to talk about Tony, 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 and a few other people too, as it was a jam-packed Tony-filled episode that led to one of the biggest outcomes we've seen in not only the season, but I would say of recent memory on Survivor. Let me bring in this superstar panel to break it all down first. Of course, Liana Boris, who Tony is not splitting up anytime soon. Liana, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm hoping to not be extorted on this podcast, but you never know. You got to always read to the bottom of the note. Extorted feels weird as like a past tense verb. Can one be extorted? I, I, <laughs> I was extortionized. No, yeah, I would say like extortioned worse. feels better, like portioned, but I feel like that's not the way that verbs work. So we're just inventing an entirely new language, uh, which makes sense considering that we are bringing on a very special guest this week. He is not only an actor, a comedian, but an author as well. He knows his way around words, specifically most recently with his recent release of his book, The Astonishing Life of August March, a novel. So happy to welcome Aaron Jackson to the B&B. How you doing, Aaron? Hello. Thank you for having me here. I'm doing well. Um, so before we get into anything, not to jump the gun too much, but I'm sure there are a lot of people that, that would love to know who you are uh, as a person and yeah. also as a Survivor fan as well to sort of see, you know, what's your story as you walk through the hallowed halls of this B&B that has been uh, quite empty for some time due to recent <laughs> circumstances. Yeah. Um, well, um, Mike's beautiful introduction um, was correct. I am a comedian and an actor um, and also an author. <laughs> and so, yeah, what else is there to me? Those are sort of my um, my monikers. But yeah, I, uh, I do a lot. I do stand up. I came up in the improv scene in New York City, where I still live. And um, I was on a, a Comedy Central show called The Opposition with Jordan Klepper. I was a correspondent on that show. And then yeah, and then I also wrote a book. Um, and my survivor life is that um, I've I've watched 
every season of this 40 season long show <laughs> since it aired. <laughs> and I, I don't know why I've just always really dug it. So here we are. <laughs> now that you say that out loud, I feel so much more proud of myself. I'm like, yeah, pretty seasons like we've oh, done because i feel like, i feel job. a little bit of the opposite oh <laughs> I, um i'll say my friend amy howard is how i got introduced so i used to just watch it sort of in like a shame cocoon alone and the mm-hmm, only mm-hmm. people that i talked to about it were my 91 year old grandmother um but now amy introduced me to um other people of uh, like i guess my generation that enjoy the show and that's been nice i'm not a- completely alone <laughs> yeah we exist we do exist yeah. well I'm, I'm intrigued like what were some of the 91 year old grandma's prevailing opinions about survivor when you were conversing with her every single season and she's been watching since i probably since australia or africa because i got her on board and um but she Every season it starts and she goes, I don't know. I hate this season. I hate, I hate all of them. I hate every single one of them. And then, <laughs> and then we get to the merge and she kind of remembers who people are now. And then she's always like, well, they're just all idiots. Every single one is <laughs> idiot this time. And then she never cares who wins. And it's, I can't believe she still watches it. This is her opinion every season. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so amazing. <laughs> Uh, well at least she's consistent you know does she do you i guess does she or do you have any sort of big favorites either in seasons or people that you've had over the years though i don't know about your grandmother i would assume like who's the least big idiot from her (laughs) perspective so um she's from originally well not originally but she lived in san antonio for a long time so she is a kim spradlin fan because san antonio and i'd say for me, generally speaking, for me, Survivor seasons are sort of a wash unless a woman ends up winning the show. Um, so I'm always pro the uh, women contestants. And um, like this season, for example, going in my my favorites I re- and no particular order, but I wanted Sandra, Harvardy, Natalie, Denise and Kim to do well. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that that double boot of Parvati Sandra it first week of quarantine that that actually did hurt me in a deep way. <laughs> oh no! Like setting the tone for quarantine. This is going to be a disaster. You're like this is the last major thing you'll see before you cut yourself off from the outside world for an unforeseen amount of time. <laughs> yeah, but um, oh. yeah, I like I like the women, and and I also do. I love it when a gay man can sneak in there and win it too. <laughs> Yeah, so this has been rough for you. The yeah. There are years. I still I I do love a Kim Denise alliance, but they can I mean we'll get to it, but they can never seem to just get on the right side of that vote. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We we really have been seeing Liana like Kim Sadlin is fully in form and winners at war. Even when like after wasting an idol, she thought, okay, I'm finally in on a plan. I'm gonna screw over Jeremy. And lo and behold, due to Tony's machinations, she's left out once again. No. Oh my gosh, though. I was dying with Kim being on the money every single time, on yeah. the fire token yeah. every single time that was like, Jeremy, t- you know, uh, Tony's playing us, he's playing you, and her calling uh, Tony out right to his face. All was, of that was so good. 
is so badass. <laughs> oh, it was so badass. I wrote like Kim knows all in all caps. I was that was one of those moments where I was like, oh, this is like what straight white men feel when like their heroes are out there like kicking ass. Like my heroes <laughs> out there kicking ass. Like I was loving it, loving love. <laughs> I was so empowered. I was like, I can do anything. <laughs> Kim can do anything. I can do anything because Kim is also my hero too. She's the one I'm like hardcore rooting for. It's not going to go well. I don't think in these next couple episodes for her, I'm worried for her, but this episode, mwah. Gorgeous. Oh, I love. I would love. I don't. I know this reunion is gonna be weird for many reasons, but I know how Jeff says you like little kids love you. I can just imagine you know Kim coming out. And Jeff says these women in their twenties, they're just <laughs> they love you so much. They're all over you. <laughs> they like go to me in the audience if that was a thing they go to me on zoom (laughs) i love you kim (laughs) exactly like when they used to do like uh the signs from the contestants hometowns when that person won and says just like your your one person (laughs) celebration in your apartment yeah it's like me trying to get my cats involved (laughs) like guys hold the sign well let's let's talk about this episode because i spoke about the beginning but what an interesting episode of Survivor. It's it, the storytelling in particular has been, you know, very interesting throughout the entire season, but really for the first time in what I feel like has been a fairly evenly edited season, we got all Tony all the time. I mean, he was so crucially involved in everything to the point where he was the one that made the move. He was the one that found the idol. He was the one that, you know, had to overcome extortion. And, you know, I've seen people go back and forth as to whether or not they liked this episode overall. Aaron, what did you think about this hour of Tony? So I, as I said, I do, I tend to favor the women, but uh, Tony is one of the men that I have enjoyed on the show. I think he is very fun to watch. Um, and yeah, th- th- usually I would be so pissed at Survivor do an episode like this. I'd be like, oh, give me a, give me a break. Um, but he really did. He found an idol. He won immunity. He was extorted and he come up with a plan. So it's like, it sort of was his episode. I don't know. Like what, what were they supposed, how could they have edited around him um, to make it more balanced? But um, I thought it was fun. It, it, it was, he in Game Changers, he did such a bad job of changing up his strategy. And he really did do a better job this time of laying low. And then it all came, though, like flying out. He's like back <laughs> on his original island, like doing everything the same, betraying his own alliance. Yeah. That he's going to like t- next week, you know, try to do damage control. It's like, oh, my God, he just t- he immediately turned back. He And he loves it. <laughs> but that's the thing, though, is like he says, you know, last week in that secret scene, like, I, I played it really slow because my wife came out here and reminded me that I should do that. And then, like, as soon as his wife left, he's like, okay, the cat's away. The mice will play. Yeah. Great. Let me do everything that I did before. And I guess Liana is just a matter of, like, I mean, I guess it does show that patience pays off to a certain extent. But I guess at a certain point, especially when you're someone like Tony, like, you have to rev up. Or maybe there was just so much pent up Tony-ness inside of him that that cork was going to pop off at any point. Yeah, that must have been the case because there were even things I didn't even remember that Tony did in this episode until I rewatched it. Tony finding the idol. I completely forgot about that. And when I was rewatching it, I was like, what is he digging for? He doesn't dig for the extortion, like disadvantage. And there was, oh, Tony found it. Oh, right. Tony found an idol. I couldn't even believe that. And then I think we're just going to get the continuation of that story next week when we have Tony in his treehouse spy shack thing. Oh, wait, a Tony moment that was so funny was when he was reading the um, extortion clue. Oh. 
and he and en- he enters the scene like sliding into home base like running <laughs> diving i was like this is insane <laughs> like, yeah I, I i love it because he's like i run away so nobody would know that i was gone and it's like i'm pretty sure people saw you sprint like usain bolt out of camp tony you can't really hide when you're just dashing a mile a minute and the noise that that must have made too. Like, not only is he running, breathing heavy, and then sliding through all the dirt and sticks and leaves and stuff. <laughs> it's very obvious. But that editing of that scene was so good because, like, I also at the like didn't know exactly if it was an advantage or disadvantage because I like kind of missed some of the language the first time. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, does he get to use it as an extortion right. or is he being extorted by the people? So then on the edge, so then by the end, it was like, yeah, this is being played against you. That was so amazing. Oh my God. Yeah, that has to be, I think, the shadiest writing for an advantage that I've ever seen. Aside yeah. from when Sarah apparently said off screen that it said like don't use the vote steal in the way Stephen Fishback did, but to like have it build you up so much of like this is great, this is what this advantage will do. Also it's being played on you. Uh it's I guess I guess we sort of had that last season too, right? With like Jamal reading through his note of like, hey, you learned a valuable lesson. Like sometimes uh, you know, uh good some things are too good to be true. By the way, you won't be voting. Like they really like these sneak surprises with the survivor writers. Yeah. It's so shady. It's so mean, but I I, I love it at the same time. So <laughs> and I think it was good because it was um you know, it was ups and downs for Tony. Like there were there were levels to the yeah. performance. It wasn't just one note, which also made it really enjoyable. Yeah, that's the thing is that I, I do agree with Aaron that I think, you know, this is not something I would like to see every single episode because then you get like Survivor Samoa or to go international, the most recent season of Australian Survivor. And that's just not great storytelling. But considering how integral Tony was to everything in this episode, I could see the editors wanting to have a bit of fun and go a bit unconventional with giving him, I think like 18 confessionals or something. (laughs) Yeah. But I can understand that, you know, if people aren't fans of him, that they wouldn't want to necessarily see that. But at the same time, I I feel like we saw enough of everyone else that we got like a general sense as to what was happening. It helped that the vote was pretty straightforward before Tony mucked up the works of like, okay, we're just going to split between Jeremy and Michelle. And I mean, we, I think we have to thank Tony for many reasons on this season. And one of them is, I think he was able to, uh, prevent a pretty, you know, ho-hum Jeremy down the line vote by taking out arguably I would think someone who was playing one of the best games so far this season. No, I felt mm-hmm. bad for Sophie. I uh I have I like the other alliance more obviously since I'm a Kim Denise fan and so I have been um, rooting against Sophie, but uh, that was sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was sad and I think it, we've seen this sort of editing pattern throughout the season where it's almost like the episode that you go out you actually don't get a lot of content which we didn't really get to see a lot from Sophie this episode and that was kind of sad except for at the end when she was like I don't know how to do this. Oh, yeah. that was such like kind of a baller moment. I mean, I know they're all winners but like still she's never been voted out so. Between that one on their eighth time playing so she actually <laughs> yeah exactly between that and her like walking out saying she needs to take the idol out of her crotch like she just like snuck <laughs> yeah. something through tsa you know away from jeff Probst. and that's the thing as well maybe it's because of like my own dumb brain i forgot that sophie had an idol i know she mentioned it beforehand but yeah i mean it, it's always just tough to like track the advantages and i think like, sophie has had that idol since like episode five or so and yeah lord knows a lot has happened since then right and i i thought her whole um and Michelle's been getting more of it, but the like I was a lesser winner thing, mm-hmm. um, which 
which I love. Um, I don't remember. I haven't rewatched her season because I was that was the era where it was like everybody was getting brought back at every moment. And I was so over coached that I really didn't like that season. But I remember loving that she won and thought she was so deserving. So it was I didn't realize that the fan base sort of hate again. I'm talking to my grandmother who thinks they're all idiots. I didn't realize (laughs) that um, she was not a beloved winner because I was like, yes, Sophie rules. So I um, that was surprising to me. But I'm I I thought she was a good job. It's interesting. And I I, uh, I talked about this actually in my alumni chat this week with Albert, who was like one of her partners in crime in South Pacific. And he vocalized a similar thing. I think for me, it comes down to two things. One is that, you know, she went into the finale with, as you pointed out, Aaron, you know, more reputable players in coach and Ozzy that you can expect more people would be rooting for them inherently because they've seen more of them. And B, I will say that I think whether because of the people around her or just the storyline, the season really was not about her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she got a good amount of airtime, but it really was about Ozzy, Coach, Cochran, and Brandon Hans. Yeah. And everyone else sort of had their moment. So when you have, you know, pe- some of those people get overwhelmed by a character like Sophie in the end, it does let people's, you know, express this opinion of like why her she didn't deserve it because we weren't told why she won. Uh, so I can understand why she feels the way. I mean, I've certainly seen a good amount of survivor winner rankings where they've had her near the bottom, but I think it's always a good reminder as well of like how winning a million dollars does not necessarily erase all feelings of ill will you have towards your time or towards the fan base. There's a really great secret scene this week of Kim and Sarah where Sarah gets surprisingly emotional about, about, yeah, where she essentially like just breaks down to Kim about how uh, she didn't want to, nearly come back for this season because she was afraid of things getting too personal because in game changers things got way too personal and they lambasted her for it and she felt terrible because of it and kim is such a perfect person and comforting force to her in this time but you you know when you when you win a million dollars i think everyone thinks like oh yeah you win survivor and like all your sins are forgiven or like any sort of uh you know, mental health issues you have go out the window, but it only magnifies it sometimes, especially I can imagine when you're being compared against other people. Yeah. Game changers. I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I stopped listening after you said Kim is a perfect person. No, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> that was my joke. All right. Go ahead, Aaron. What you got? I was going to say Game Changers was a rough season too. Like as a fan to watch, it just seemed like they were there um, like on the clock, like doing work. Yeah. This season does seem more fun. Like they're having a good time. It seems like more than the fashion show. You know, I mean, we're just seeing more of it, but it seems a little less like Game Changers was depressing to me to watch. Like the second half. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was depressing all around. <laughs> so maybe maybe that's why Sarah's really been swinging into like the I'm going from cop to criminal to fashion designers. Like she purposely <laughs> wants to make it fun. She wants to be like the camp counselor. Yeah, that uh, was that's so fun. good. Yeah, I loved the fashion sequence, and they I don't believe. They spent money on those camera like tracking shots. I was like, "Damn, we got a dolly in here!" Like, it was yeah. really well. And do you do you think that the person like the music that they played? Do we think that's yet another verse of like the famed "Winners at War" song, or do you think they got like the same person to record like a random fashion esque song to play? <laughs> Is there rumors that it's Sia? She's right. <laughs> it should be. That's her donation this season. <laughs> She's going to yeah, donate sorry. a song. Other players, you're not getting Sia money. Instead, you got this lovely song that played during <laughs> Sarah's fashion show. Yeah. No, well, this, 
The fashion show was 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 so wonderful just because you also had that balance or that dichotomy between Tony and Sarah <laughs> as well, which was so funny. Oh, I loved I love Tony being like, I think my pants could not sell your your skirt any day of the week. Like <laughs> Tony never made pants. I want to see Tony's pants because I bet they're like haphazardly. I mean, if it's anything like his ladder, they're barely pants oh, at all. Ladder. But wait. <laughs> It's so like bored out of their minds. I was so confused why he didn't want to watch. He's like, I'm not watching this. It's like, aren't you? What are you gonna do it instead? Yeah, yeah he's gonna go stare at a tree for two hours instead of watch the fashion show. Ben was so cute though. Ben was like, yay, like clapping, like yeah. being all into it. Now oh, was cute. I've always, um, again, I know that I'm talking about the characters, not them as human beings. I'm sure they're all lovely. I've always hated Ben. But then when his kids came on and then he was so um, lovely during the fashion show, I was like, oh, don't make me like Ben. Yeah, right? <laughs> well, I, I am really loving Ben because of like, I'm going to say I love Ben when he's angry, but like the Ben rivalries have always been so much fun yeah. part of the Ben character. And I cannot believe, Liana, that we have a substitute for Adam already. The new Adam is Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, from the very beginning of the episode when... You know, Jeremy approaches Ben and Jeremy's like, why'd you get rid of Tyson? You know, who's going to be the the big, you know, big shield guy now? And Ben just goes, you? And he goes, wait, really? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, you know, Jeremy has his meat shields. Apparently, Ben just needs somebody to get into some sort of fight with every episode. Like, he needs his enemy. Otherwise, he doesn't know how to play the game. And I love that the episode also that had that stare down between the two of them, like as the Jeremy votes kept yeah. coming in, yeah. the two of them just kept staring at each other unblinking. And then the Sophie votes kept coming in and they kept staring at each other. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm good. Well, good. Well, you know, sad that Adam is gone, but happy that Ben has found a new foil. So, yeah, like this is basically Ben's second island wife right now. I guess third if you count Chrissy in there. Oh, yeah. True, true, true. Um. Adam was so fun this season. I know he wasn't even in the episode, but he was a blast. <laughs> he was for that weird second when Tyson thought he was going to quit. Oh, yeah, that was kind of, he had a beautiful sort of moment looking up at the flag. <laughs> but he's probably looking for an idol. Oh, yeah, for His sure. flag yeah. is an idol. Yeah, there's like something tied up there or something. Like, I imagine, yeah. I can see that no, from he, Adam. He sees a flirt de at the top of the flagpole and just starts like inching <laughs> his way up. You should just be like, can I play this? <laughs> the whole flag. Yes, I brought I brought the flag. <laughs> <laughs> like to play the flag. Oh, well, speaking let, of um Edge, I, I love that um the clue was just sort of like in a piece of trash, like a wine bottle <laughs> through at Parvati. And then yeah, Natalie I love, <laughs> I love Parvati is like, oh, somebody had wine. Like she could have very easily regarded it as like, well, someone had a good time last night and just kept walking and left behind the whole extortion advantage. <laughs> And it like wasn't even hidden. It was just sitting next to the rock and Natalie just picks it up. Like, like what's this trash here? Yeah. <laughs> God, man, like climate change and garbage. Like it's getting all over the place. Imagine they threw it. it away. Yeah, I was saying, imagine they threw it back into the ocean. Yeah. They were like, we need to get this off our island. It's like a Domino's box. You know? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a good idea. They should hide the clue in like a pizza, a pizza box or like, I don't know, inside like a used condom or something and like <laughs> pretend it's some form of refuse. Well, didn't, um, uh, was it Carl who had to find just like a coconut, like a random yeah. coconut, like floating yeah. in the ocean? Was he had like a time clean. limit, like before it gets washed away, find this random coconut. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, add that to the list of like rando advantages. <laughs> well, let, let's start talking about we we spoke about Sophie a bit. Let's talk about the shock boot here from this episode. So, Liana, going in, I know that you and I uh, had were part of the roundtable that spoke about Sophie coming in. Uh, but she was, you know, maybe one of the bigger wild, wild cards. Jeff said she probably changed the most in her time between seasons. Maybe she considered herself a lower tier winner. How did you think that Miss Clark was going to do preseason on season 40? Okay, I said that Sophie was going to roll her eyes on the island approximately one million times. <laughs> she would create a tight partnership with Danny in the game. Um, oh. And then after the game, they would team up to create a scented candle line based on the smells of Survivor. I'm going to assume there was something in the pre-press <laughs> that gave me this idea because reading it now, I'm like, what the hell were you on when you wrote that? Because I have no idea what that's based yeah, what's, on. What scented candle were you huffing when you came up with that idea? I don't remember anything about that about scented candles i don't either i have no idea so i don't know blue harbor cove harbor cove is the candle i have right here maybe it was that one i don't know um i also said that she would come up with the new hotness analogy of the season uh so aka like the pilots and passengers type analogy mm -hmm. okay, I, well, she said, I, would, I would say she did that but i will say she was like the queen of like the metaphors this season, like when she compared uh, Edge of Extinction to that trip that she took to the prison in high school, uh, like the I think, girl, you know, she, with all the things on her resume, yeah, like Tracy Flick in election, basically. Yeah. I mean, she knocked the hell out of whatever Jeff was trying to do with Lazy Susan this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Uh, then I also said that she would have a modest 41 fire tokens <laughs> and 15 confessionals. Her ally was Danny uh, and then completely missed the boat on this one. Her enemy was Sarah. So <laughs> I mean, to be fair, uh, Sophie was one of the people that had written down the Sarah vote preseason, right? She was one of those That's, people that said, yep. I believe the vote actually said like, I don't know what comes after cop and criminal. We all found out it was fashion designer, and we all found out that Sarah Sophie would become one of Sarah's closest allies because of that swap tribe. So many questions answered. <laughs> now the question is, what scented candles are going to come out of this season? I mean, I don't know. They could still start a business together on the edge of extinction. Like, did Danny say something about candles? Like, where where did this come from? I'm going to have to go back and rewatch their preseason press just to find would, out. Would you buy a candle that smells like the edge of extinction? Ew, no. Maybe. Does it smell? <laughs> I guess what it depends on what it smells like. Like the flag. Like flag. It smells like smells like flag and trash and empty wine yeah. bottles. Yeah, you have empty wine bottles, flags, and uh, like a bunch of firewood. Forty logs of firewood yeah. that they had to transport. Yes. <laughs> so I thought that Sophie would get targeted early in a close vote don't know what that means i said she would get taken out by somebody playing an advantage i mean tony technically did overcome an advantage and her blunt confessional delivery will make her the low-key star of survivor social media mm. i said her closest ally would be kim i did say her worst enemy would be tony mm. uh, she'd have a 16 confessionals and five fire tokens okay interesting yeah so i mean the tony thing is pretty spot on yeah. right i mean you voted her out. So. Well, I think, and I mean, most pertinently, I'm, this has been making the rounds on social media. I think it just came from the fact that Sophie was one of the uh, main players to really predict 
and call out Tony's game back when she guested during Survivor Kagayan. And I think she said basically, like, if I was on a season with Tony, that's someone I would not want to play with because he's too chaotic. So I felt like it would only make sense that she Sophie was known for being like really slow and steady in her first season that I can imagine that someone like Tony, if she's any any ounce of the Tony that we know, is just going to be hell for her. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah the uh, sorry i was just the big the big move what was it that jeff prep said it was big moves but not wanting to take credit yeah there was this whole weird discussion going on at tribal council about like it was all about big moves right it was this idea of like yeah. building a resume and the double-edged sword uh jeff compared it to a lazy susan where it's constantly spinning and you don't know who's big move it is or who's taking credit for it and then i just love sophie calling it out being like look yeah there's resumes but like quality not quantity yeah they were i loved them sort of like pushing back against modern survivor production being like sometimes you just like you're just in a good alliance and you should vote with them rather than screwed over for absolutely no reason to build a quote-unquote resume that, that won't help because you're screwing over the people that have to vote for you know I thought that was great. That was really fun for me. Yeah, though I think Tony was just like, I don't know if he had some music in his head or something. He just was not listening to that whatsoever. Yeah, Tony, of course, exempt from that. (laughs) Well, speaking of Tony, so let's get into our first game here. So this is a game sent by Robbie Biz to us, uh, where he called this game, You Think You Know the Tony Quote. So, like I said, Tony had a whopping 18 confessionals, the most of any contestant on a single episode of Survivor, including finales, which can last up to two hours. So, yeah, a lot of Tony concentrate here. Just very, very pulpy orange juice this week in Survivor. (laughs) So, uh, Robbie took a snatch of Tony quotes and blanked out some words. So how this is going to work is we're going to go back and forth here. I'm going to read you a Tony quote, and basically you're going to have to fill in the blank. Uh, The blank is always going to be about one to three words, and you're going to have a choice here. We're We're going to twist it up a little bit here. If you think you know the answer without needing to see possible options, you can guess outright. And if you do, you get two points. If you would rather have some options, I will give you three multiple choice options. But if you get it right, it'll only be one point. So risk reward, a constant survivor, moral dilemma. Uh, Liana, I know you rewatched the episode getting that Tony content. Let's see if it pays off here. And instead of points, can they please be called fire tokens? Yes, absolutely. All points will be converted immediately into fire tokens. Thank you so much. Okay, good. When can I extort someone? Is it's a special extortion round yes yeah. where, you, where you dm a random person and ask them to give you <laughs> invisible fire tokens in exchange for another answer okay sounds good 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 all right well liana let's start with you here so again i'm gonna read a quote you have to fill in the blank two points if you want to get it right outright and i'll one point if you uh get a choice of three options here we go and this is in chronological order with the episode oh wow everybody's always tired after tribal they're exhausted they sleep like blank. <laughs> Dude. Uh, yeah, I'm going to need the options. Okay, is it llamas, <laughs> logs, or babies? Oh, shoot. Uh, let's go with logs. That is correct. Yes, Tony said that everyone was exhausted, sleeping like logs, and that was that was how he was able to uh, get up in the thick of the night and look for an idol, even though I guess Nick was a little bit more of a light sleeper or yeah, less of a, a log, less, I suppose. A little less log like. 
<laughs> more vampire like <laughs> yeah more yeah exactly this is what he thrives in the middle of the night i don't know what tony was thinking <laughs> before we move on to more fun and games we're going to take a quick break to listen to a word from our sponsors with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And we are back, so let's keep on keeping on. All right, Aaron, here's yours. Speaking of Nick. While I'm looking, Nick shows up, and he's blank. I'm like, this is my area, man. I want you out of here. Oh, God. I kind of want to... I'll take the options, please. Is it cramping my style, mm. messing me up, or invading my privacy? I think I'll go with A, cramping my style? That is correct. Yes, Tony accused Nick of making him look uncool and cramping his style. <laughs> yeah. That's his fashion show, looking for the idol in the dark. That's right, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's, maybe he wasn't off to go do his own fashion show, like you said, Aaron. It was just him looking for idols. <laughs> it's nightwear. It's camo. That's the Tony brand. <laughs> All right, Liana. I went right to work. I was looking, 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 scratching, scratching, blank. Looking, 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 looking. <laughs> I have no idea. I need the options. Was it A, looking up, B, digging, digging, or C, moving leaves? Uh, I'm going to go digging, digging. I'm sorry, it was looking uh, up. Oh, so that folk, So that folk wrote, I went right to work. I was looking, 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 scratching, scratching, looking up, oh. looking, looking, looking. Oh, yes, 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 of course. Of course. Of course. Um, when he found the uh, idol at the ground, when he was digging, digging. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that the uh, probably by like the seventh looking is when he actually found the idol. Mm, yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, Aaron, question four. In my real job, I never went undercover like this. The real worlds are way more dangerous than getting blindsided on Survivor. So right now, I'm having all the fun out here on Survivor blank. Um, I'll take the options. I- Was it A, world, B, planet, or C, land? <laughs> So I'm having all the... Can I hear just the end of the quote again? I'm so sorry. So right now, I'm having all the fun out here on Survivor Blank. So it's either Survivor World, Survivor Planet, or Survivor Land. Um, I'm going to say Survivor Planet? I'm sorry. It's the newest theme park that's hitting the nation, Survivor Land. <laughs> oh, damn. Classic. Classic. I, do you, I think Tony would actually build like a theme park. It's sort of like the we bought a zoo, like we bought an amusement park and Tony would try to flip it into Survivor Land. Right. Mm. We bought a, a piece of Fiji. 
Yes, and turned it into Survivor Land. I'm picturing, though, more from BoJack Horseman. I don't know if you guys watched the show, but when Todd makes his amusement park and it's like a flaming tires and yeah. like oh, a grease yeah. fire. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. That's like Tony Land and or to- Survivor Land by Tony Energy. A lot of places to hide, maybe like to watch the ride from the brush. Mm. You know, that yes. would be a big feature. Yeah, that's what the cues are. It's like you, you could watch <laughs> things from the trees. <laughs> now construction crew get to work. I want you digging, 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 looking, 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 looking up, looking up, digging. <laughs> All right, let's go to you, Liana. Yes, I'm going to extort somebody because in real life I can't do that. But I know it sounds like fun when I watch in the movies. The mobsters extort people for money, or they're going to break your legs or break your blank if you don't give me this and that. So I'm excited. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just going to guess. Yes. Back. Break your back. I'm sorry. It was break your fingers. Yeah. Darn uh, it. Okay. I was like, at least I'm narrowed down to a body part. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you, we basically moved from extremities. The mobsters either extort people to break their legs or their fingers. Uh, the other not options were kneecaps or funny bone. Yeah. <laughs> or your right. patented pants. Yeah. Except I'm going to break your seam. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the fashion wars that Tony's going to set his uh, goons on. Nick's going to come rip up Sarah's clothes. <laughs> All right, Aaron, let's go to you. Okay. I'll tell you what, man. If this is real life, you're doing some prison time. This is extortion code blank something. I know it's a criminal code. Extortion is illegal in the States. I don't know why it's not illegal here in Fiji. This is ludicrous. I got three tokens. They want six. This is extortion code um, I'm also going to guess for the thrill. This is extortion code, uh, code deep red. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we were looking for a number and a letter. Uh, in, this, in this case, it was 2C. 2C? <laughs> yeah, Co- Tony just tries to uh, cite, I think, law and just forgets the, the, the code for it. What? <laughs> Is, is that is that actually like a real thing or is tony just making stuff up well i can imagine like in uh in like a police handbook you know how like there's you know uh, a code for every sort of illegal activity yeah, i can imagine there is some sort of like shorthand five oh that's a number that's some sort of crime because it's in a song and so. of course 420 quite famous the most of, famous. Co- of course <laughs> Wait, I'm now I'm looking at what 5150 means. Uh, temporarily involuntary psychiatric commitment of individuals who present a danger to themselves or others due to signs of mental illness. See, I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, it should, you know what? To be honest, I could have just made that up. I guess I said any numbers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure it would have been some sort of police code. Exactly. Just like Tony. Uh, it was Tony's approach as well. Well, now I'm looking at Title 2C, the New Jersey Code of Criminal Justice. Oh, Ooh, Okay. Which- so I think this is about, let's see, I'm seeing rules of construction, which is very on brand for Tony. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it looks like it just, it just looks like a, a lot of. Yeah. So 2C looks like a sort of like precursor for reporting some sort of illegal activity. He just forgot the rest of it. Got it. OK. I'm so impressed. Yeah. <laughs> Especially your brain is like mush at that point. I can't imagine how many numbers he must remember, let alone like an actual, you know, uh, prefix for a, a legal code. And he had mm-hmm. just done all that looking and looking up. <laughs> yeah, it was so much work. How can you remember all this? Yeah, things? he should have looked up to. He should have looked up the right code. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. If only. All right, Liana. 
And uh, and then so this is Tony uh, talking to Michelle, who really tries to like sneak her way out of giving a adva- uh, token to Tony. Right. And then she comes clean and says, Tony, I spent my tokens on an advantage. I say, wow, that's great, Michelle. How much did it cost you? She said, four fire tokens. I'm like, whoa, the price of blank just went up. Advantages. I'm sorry. The answer was milk. What? I, I knew that <laughs> weirdly. I, I <laughs> Wait, how'd you know it was milk, Aaron? I just remember it being so funny. I was like, what is he talking about? <laughs> the Darn. That's what up. <laughs> Delivered by drone, especially. Yeah, exactly. Like, you had to pay service charge for that. But yeah, Tony, I mean, Tony was likes to make a lot of, like, store metaphors like remember when uh he saw the the fire token menu at the birds he's like it's like you would you have to go to the bodega and you can't even afford a stick of gum like he really likes yeah. this analogy that he's sticking in the store and so he talks about the price of milk going up <laughs> of course of course all right aaron okay everybody's very calm cool and blank and they're tired of all the talking and the chattering like guys we're solid let's just stop talking if they want to stop and slow down that's better for me because i'm not stopping and slowing down I'm always thinking when they're not. I'll just guess collected? Ooh, that's a trick question. The answer was quiet. <laughs> I think Tony got a bit derailed and didn't finish the, the, the actual phrasing. Leave it to Tony. <laughs> I would love to hear the book of Tony versions of yeah. phrases. So Calm, cool, and milk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. It's just a list of all these phrases with like the end part missing or some sort of mistake. Yeah, yeah like a, a stitch in time saves saves your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, like early, uh, early to bed, early to breakfast. <laughs> a few chocolate chips short of a crayon box. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, oh, he's not the uh, the dullest crayon up the kid's nose, or like, right. like just Tonyisms across the board. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Liana, back to you. I can't believe it. Jeremy's blank. I'm trying to save him. I'm begging him to save him. <laughs> Jeremy's blank. All right. I, you know, I'm going to play it safe. I took some guesses. They were completely wrong. Let me hear <laughs> the options. Stupid, reluctant, or delusional? Ooh, delusional. I'm sorry, it was reluctant. No! <laughs> I thought delusional would be like a very Tony word. Yeah, yeah calling someone delusional. Yeah. But I do I do love that moment of like Tony just coming to a realization of like, I'm begging Jeremy to save himself. I know yeah. it's so hard for him to say like, listen, I've been trying to get rid of you, but right now I don't want to <laughs> because I'm, yeah. He had a good episode, Tony. That was so fun. Yeah, well, that whole interaction was just so funny because it was like the entire time he's playing Jeremy and then the one time like he's not playing him. Of course, Jeremy's like, "Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, 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 he was playing him like a day ago. His plan of like, great, we're going for Jeremy next. Yeah, I'm going to say he's my best friend, though. The next day he's like, I don't know about this. So how could Jeremy not believe me? I, I will say I also am impressed that Jeremy is still in. I'm impressed by Jeremy to still be in the game. I think mm-hmm. that's wild. Well, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Especially because, you know, I'm like, remember that he lost Natalie the right. very, very first episode. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and so for him to stay this long, I think is impressive. 
And also remember that at the merge, uh, he might may have gone instead of Wendell had he not won immunity that time. So like it has been a surprisingly slippery slope for Jeremy, considering like how rock solid he was in his second season. Yeah. All right, Aaron. Okay. A little bit of a of a of a complicator to this one. This has two blanks. Oh my mm-hmm. god. The last tribal was a bit blank. Everybody was mentally exhausted, physically exhausted. So we put a plan in blank. And we were like, okay, let's just stick to it. And that's what happened today. Everybody, are we good? Are we good? Are we good? Are we good? Everybody said, yes, 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 yes. And we took it easy today. <laughs> I, well, I have what I just would assume a normal person would say, but I don't know if they're right. <laughs> uh, it's milk and milk. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's trouble with a bit of milk. Well, so we put a plan in milk and it got very soggy. The, pla- <laughs> the, the tribal was chaotic and they put a plan in motion. You know what? I'm going to give you a point because oh! motion was one of the motion was one of the blanks. Wow. Uh, the other one was the last tribal was a bit hectic. hectic. Oh, that's synonyms. I think it counts. No, it doesn't count. Yeah. What am I saying? Don't count it. No, yeah, I'll pick only one fire token. Okay. (laughs) Well, the good news is you didn't need much because unlike Liana's predictions, we were surprisingly sparse in fire tokens despite (laughs) the price of milk going up. But Aaron, you squeaked it out right there at the very end. You have won this game two to one. Clearly, you know, Tony Vlaco is better, though I think we've all learned that the man is as unpredictable in his manner of speaking as he is as a survivor player. (laughs) Congratulations. Uh, I feel I feel blessed. blessed. I'm going to buy some peanut butter. (laughs) Blessed and highly favored. (laughs) All right. I want to speaking of Tony and speaking of fire tokens, Tony borrows fire tokens from Jeremy, from Ben and from Nick, I believe. And so he owes three fire tokens and he earns two fire tokens by winning immunity this week. So I want to throw it out to you guys, Mike, who do you think Tony is going to pay back? Will he pay back anybody? I guess maybe it's the first question. And if so, who do we think he pays back first? Yeah. I also want to say, you know, the extortion advantage, I'm not a huge fan of it. Like it created some fun moments, but I'm still not sure how I feel about like, I don't know. For some reason, there's a difference in my mind between sending players the opportunity for an advantage and like forcing players to do something uh, or else they get penalized because of it, you know? And and I, I feel like luckily Natalie and Parvati wanted the token, so they only quote unquote only charge six. But I feel like in another world, if you have like a bitter AF person on the edge who finds this thing, they could be like, great. 20 fire tokens please and then that person's just absolutely screwed so i'm glad it worked out here and i think this is actually just a great proving of tony's social capital that he was able to gain so far that he went to nick ben and jeremy guys from basically three different contingencies and they all were able to give him a token because he was able to like make everyone believe that they were on his side so i give him massive kudos in an episode where he deserves kudos upon kudos upon kudos that being said, my first instinct is that he paid back Nick and Jeremy so that they had an incentive to vote with him. Hmm. Ah, I was going to think that he maybe paid back Nick and Ben just to like keep the alliance feeling safe and just, but yeah, I get, yeah, that is, that is confusing. I, yeah. Maybe he did pay back Jeremy. I bet you're right. 
Yeah, well, my original thought was, oh, he's going to he's going to borrow from Jeremy because then he's going to vote him out. So right. then, like, he, he's, you know, take care of some. I mean, of to be fair, by getting that was that was definitely the plan. I think right. walking into that immunity challenge. So yeah. I think that was very easily his his M.O. And then for some reason, he was just struck with inspiration. Maybe it's because he has the necklace around I his neck. But he's like one he and he had an idol also in his pocket. So he really he mm-hmm. does have he does have room to be a little bit. Uh, you know, hasty or not hasty, but rash. Mm-hmm. Got right. that swagger. Swagger, play more chaotically, you know, because you have stuff that you can fall back on. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, we kind of saw a little bit in the preview of Sarah being mad AF. So yeah. I do wonder if it's like, okay, no, I will get rid of uh, Jeremy this week. And so he won't bother paying Jeremy back because it's like, okay, we're going to get rid of Jeremy. But oh. I can do you, do you think he can give her fire tokens? Give Sarah mm-hmm. fire tokens? Like I'm sorry, here. You know, sort of okay. like uh like recompense. Ew. Yeah, that'd be interesting. But then I wonder if it's like a debt collector kind of thing where then it's like uh Nick comes to Tony and Tony's like, I don't have the money, man. Like go to Sarah. She's got all my money. And <laughs> yeah, then yeah, Nick yeah. goes to Sarah, and then it's just like a chain. <laughs> If he does, if he is able to wrangle his alliance of Sarah and Ben, he will be playing his original game and they vote out Jeremy and then he screws one of them over. It would be wild. It'd be funny to see if they all fell for it, but they're all, pretty, you know, they're all smart. So, yeah, yeah and, but that's like they, exactly what he did, you know, just screwed <laughs> over one and went back and screwed over one and went back. The interesting thing would be if he votes out, you know, like Jeremy, Ben and Nick. And they're like, great. I know Tony has fire tokens. Let me sell him this advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, let me just go, you know, because I wonder if we're going to see another kind of like punishment. I doubt it, but another sort of like punishment disadvantage come from the edge of extinction because, you know, now maybe people are a little bit more butthurt, like might send stuff to Tony being like, screw you, Tony. Like, yeah, how yeah, dare yeah. you? Yeah, I, I do wonder, I guess out of the people on the edge of extinction right now, who do you think would have been most likely to use the extortion advantage for malice rather than gaining fire tokens? Ooh, that's a good question. Who do I think out of all of them? Um, let's see. Well, Tyson was kind of mad because he flipped yeah. the entire table off when he got voted out. So, But I feel like he would have calmed down maybe by the time he got there. But if it had been right after, I, I think that could have been really fun to watch. Yeah. The people that most recently voted off are going to be the mm. most, are most mad. Or maybe like Boston Rob would be mad at Ben. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Who no, would have been I better think, to find I, I think it? Tyson's a good one because this does feel like a pretty trolly move. And I feel like this is something Tyson would do. I mean, before this episode, I would have said Natalie. And Natalie even vocalizes that in this episode, right? She's like, I don't have any allies. Like, I could very easily just use this to mess with somebody. She was excited at the opportunity to do so. But the Allura fire tokens was just too bright. Uh, And so her and Parv collaborated together to squeeze six tokens out of Tony slash Ben slash Nick slash Jeremy. Yeah. I wonder if production like, okay, let's say Tyson had gotten it or or whatever. It doesn't matter who. Let's say Tyson had gotten it was like, I'm going to ask for 69 fire tokens from right. Ben or from Nick or whatever. Like, what would production have been like? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Pack it up. We're sending it over. Maybe they, it had to be the like only the amount of fire tokens that are in play, but even still that would be so many, but six, yeah, I, like you, you, I was surprised you got it. I thought that you can't. Yeah, you can't ask like infinity fire tokens. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah, just to be like, you will not vote. <laughs> you will not play in immunity. That is so brutal. Not even just you're out of the immunity challenge, but you also don't get to vote. Is so that was a, but he did it. He pulled it off. Yeah, that that's kind of interesting. Okay, would you change the advantage in some way to maybe make it like one or the other? Like Mike, especially because you know you're not like the biggest fan of this advantage. Well, I don't even know what to call it. Yeah, <laughs> this disadvantage. Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you think like if it had been one, that would have been better, or just yeah. like not at the concept? Just losing yeah, not- the vote is so yeah. intense. Like yeah. I would. There's not that many people left, so that, that's huge. To lose. Yeah, I don't under I don't understand. I agree with Aaron. I don't understand why they didn't do just the Island of the Idols thing of like if you fail, you lose your vote instead of like having yeah. to pile on like and you would lose the immunity challenge. I guess they really wanted to push people to try to overcome this extortion. But like Aaron said, this is a key pivotal vote, especially if it was initially set up to be five versus four. That some people thought that like people are going to work their asses off to overcome that extortion, even if it's just for one thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, very true. Okay, well, let's uh, let's switch gears, uh, I guess, a little bit, although we're still talking fire tokens and kind of a little bit still talking Tony. Uh, but we were thinking, you know, how do we make an extortion game? <laughs> and I, I'm like, I've had these thoughts where something happens in Survivor. It's like, how do I make this into a game? There's no way I can figure it out. But we got kind of close, I think, this week. We are going to be playing Survivor Deal or No Deal. <laughs> So instead of extorting you, I will be making some offers as the banker to play our version of Deal or No Deal. So in traditional Deal or No Deal, you have cases that are packed from one dollar, well, one cent technically, all the way to one million dollars. And you will try to get the most amount of money. Of course, today we are playing for fire tokens. So so I've set up a board uh, for you guys to play. So let me just like go ahead and kick things off. I have a little bit of a Howie Mandel inspired script. So I'm just going to go. Oh, Lord. from wheel or no wheel okay so here we go just indulge me i okay hello everyone (laughs) i'm your host liana boris and welcome to deal or no deal where our lucky contestants are hoping to leave today's podcast with one million fire tokens but (laughs) will they be successful this game is a slippery slope full of twists and turns that keeps you on the edge of your seat that quote I did pull from the intro of a dealer no deal episode. So it's, it's, not, it's, a, it's not too unfamiliar from like something Jeff Probst would say at Tribal Council. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So a deal no, what was it? Shoot. A drink before war is always yeah. a good idea. <laughs> and it's a slippery slope <laughs> now after that. <laughs> right. Full of twists and turns. Uh okay, so the way this is gonna work, we have 12 available cases, each packed with a different amount of fire tokens, ranging from <laughs> one to to one million fire tokens. (laughs) Really just trying to make this happen. Um, So today, the way this is going to work is Mike and Aaron, you two are going to be playing as a team. So the very first thing I'm going to need the two of you to do is to agree on a case number that is going to become your case. So please pick a number between one and 12. Aaron, do you have any affinity for any numbers between one and 12? Well, you know, seven seems lucky. I don't know why. Okay. Mike, what do you think about that? I mean, listen, I'll go with seven. It's like halfway between. Right. Sure. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. Also, I don't know how to this board. DJ LaBelle Klein did this last time. Okay. So, 
Number seven is off the board and it is now your guys's case. Okay. <clears throat> so what we're going to do now is I'm going to need, <laughs> this is so, um, I'm trying to tie this into Survivor somehow. Uh, <laughs> you have to vote off three cases <laughs> off the board. <laughs> and then you will get your first banker deal. Ooh, okay. So we have to vote three cases off. Are there any that you don't particularly like, Aaron? Any, uh, uh, any you feel are threatening? Uh, two, two is striking me as suspicious. <laughs> yeah, well, ever since I saw nine on the boat, I was uh, I just had a bad feeling that they turn on me at some point. Yeah, I'm 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 cool to get rid of nine. <laughs> All right. So two nine and let's pick another one. Should we go with the minesweeper approach and go with like one around seven? <laughs> See, yeah, I don't think yeah. it works like that. <laughs> yeah, maybe six. OK, two, six, nine. OK, two, six, nine. So you have pulled two, six and nine off. So what we're going to do is I'm going to reveal the values in those cases that you have pulled off the board. So <laughs> a drum roll. I don't really remember how this works. OK, in case number two, let's go ahead and have our model, a.k.a. me, open case number two. It is. Oh, no. The million. Dollars. <laughs> No. Whoops. <laughs> Not a great start. Not a great start, guys. <laughs> okay, but that's okay. You still have the half a million dollars, half a million fire tokens, of course, on the board. Yeah, we don't need we don't need a million dollars million fire tokens. It's too heavy. Yeah. So what are we gonna spend it on? Milk? Exactly. No, I mean, come on, come on. If the price of milk is going up sky high. Don't need that. All right, let's go ahead and open up case number nine. <laughs> It is, oh no, the half a million. Dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guys. Well, I, I don't, I guess we just have bad instincts about two and nine. We thought yeah. they were so bad, but they were working out for us. Yeah, we, they were suspicious. They ended up being the, the big ones. Something about them was off, but um, in the wrong way. Yes, yeah, just the wrong direction, <laughs> unfortunately. Okay, well, we have one more to take off the board before you get your first deal, and that is case number six. So that is the $50,000 or 50,000 fire token container. Okay, okay. That's not as bad. bad. Still the quarter uh, of a million fire tokens up there. Uh, I'm not going to lie, those first two values really kind of hurt you a little bit but that's okay that's okay all right so uh oh oh ring ring <laughs> i should have made sound effects i'm getting a phone call from the banker okay my hymen okay <clears throat> yeah hello mm -hmm. yeah I don't, I don't know if these guys have the stamina to go all the way yeah <laughs> okay all right yeah are you sure that's what you want to do okay all right guys the banker is prepared. No, the edge of extinction is prepared to offer you <laughs> 40,185 fire tokens. That is 40,185 fire tokens. I will leave it up to the two of you to debate and discuss. All right, we kind of blew it in this round. What are you thinking? Should we keep pressing our luck or should we take the we really random deal? 
we could take the the random deal, but I do feel like we have to pad our resume and make some more moves. <laughs> exactly. This game's one on big moves. You know, you, you miss all the shots you don't take. So we're slamming the coconut shell over that button, Liana. No deal. No deal. And then the lights like go. Okay. No deal. All right. So now you have to eliminate three more cases off the board. All right. I guess let's not go with the opposite, Aaron. I'm feeling good about 11. So I feel like we should take 11 off. Yeah, that's what I say. We should try the uh, our instincts are clearly wrong. So, yeah, let's take 11 off. <laughs> OK, all right. Let me let me before you continue, let me go ahead and reveal that way you can know if your strategy is working or not. OK, so we're going to okay. go ahead and take 11 off the board. It is. The 100! Wow! Alright, so we get we vote off the ones you like, Aaron. <laughs> okay, okay, now I'm like, what do I feel good about? I guess I feel good about um, three, so maybe we vote off three? Alright, let's do it. Three. Okay, we're voting off three. That is... Oh my gosh, it's the 50. Wow. 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 Okay, you guys, this is a this is a string of good luck here. Ignore your instincts is the moral. All right. That's all right. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let's see. I'm going to point at a number. Okay, 8 and I'm just going to go the opposite of that, which is 5. Yeah, great. Get okay. rid of <laughs> Getting rid of 5. So, do, 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 do. I don't remember how this works on the show. 500. <laughs> Okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. So this was overall a really good round for you guys. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm now certain that the $1 is the seven because that's what we picked right away. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, but other than that, I feel good. <laughs> okay. Other than that, you feel good. All right. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and call up and see. What the banker? No, wait. Banker calls me. Hold on. <laughs> this is stupid, such a stupid bit. All right, we're done with that. All right, the banker has called. The bank. No, the edge of extinction texted me. Um, <laughs> you do it like the challenge when you're like, "Hey guys, we got a text on our Motorola phone yeah. from the edge of extinction." You flip this- it open and it's like an Excel sheet. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that music video. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, great. So the Edge of Extinction via a uh, message in a bottle is prepared to offer you guys sixty thousand one hundred and sixty nine fire tokens. Oh, slightly higher, slightly higher. So what slightly do you think, higher. Aaron? Um, I don't know. I mean, we. Ha- I feel like at this point, I could go down in flames, and. And just keep playing the, keep picking the, the baskets, the briefcases. <laughs> baskets. No, they're baskets now. They're Look, baskets. Yeah. yeah, they should have been baskets. I should have made this whole thing Survivor themed, and I did not. So let me let me just uh, recap for you guys what's left on the board. So okay. you do have the quarter of a million fire tokens. You have the a hundred thousand fire tokens, and then you have the ten thousand, one thousand. <laughs> 10 and one fire token left on the board. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I wonder if, because if seven does indeed have one fire token in it, which I totally believe, we won't get the opportunity to switch it out until the end. So I guess the question is, do we stop now or do we keep going until we get that opportunity? Um, 
It's tough. It's really tough. I've, I've never really been more nervous in my life than I am in this. <laughs> <laughs> we could take it and just, and then, and then, what is the rule? We get to switch our case out and maybe make more money. Is that what happens? No. So if you take the deal, the game is done. Oh. But if you keep playing the game, so next, if you, if you say no deal, you will uh-huh. only have to eliminate two cases before you get your next offer. Okay, that's huge to know. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that matters. <laughs> uh, but if you do get all the way down to the end where there's only two, like the case that you guys picked and one case on the board, you do have the opportunity to swap cases. This is insane. Mm. My heart is pounding. <laughs> if only there was lights and dramatic music as well. Think <laughs> yeah, about I think how sent him into conniptions. <laughs> Let's just eliminate two more for the six yeah. to feel alive. Yeah. To feel alive. Exactly. We need a little bit of a tinge in our system. So slam down the coconut shell. No deal, Liana. No deal. Da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we are saying no deal. Is that, like, is, is that are those that music or is that like a motorcycle revving down? <laughs> yeah, vroom, vroom. I don't know. Uh all right. <clears throat> now. You have to pick two more cases. So let's go ahead and open up one case off the board. Are we still going to stick with the reverse strategy? Yeah. All right, Aaron, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, defect to you for this first one. Okay. It's like we have a lot of even numbers left on the board for, for those who can't see, but we only have one odd number, which is one. So that one, that one scares me, that odd number. <laughs> so... Maybe that I can't remember if scares me means that we should. (laughs) (laughs) This is like the reverse, 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 reverse. This is is, uh, the princess bride. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're all just going to drink poison. Um, Let's eliminate. Let's eliminate one unless you don't want to. Mike. No, let's do it. It's all your call. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we are eliminating one off the board. That was the 10,000 fire yeah. token case. Uh, that could be worse. Exactly. Could be worse. Could be worse. Could be worse. You Our- still have the quarter of a million and the 100 million or 100 million. <laughs> if only the 100,000 fire token case left on the board. Okay. So I'm closing my eyes and I'm moving my finger around this board That's a good in a frantic fashion. <laughs> Wherever it lands, I'm going to go the opposite direction. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Okay, so this is... All right. I'm going to choose case number 10, please. Case number 10. Okay. Hey. Let's go ahead and open that one up. And it is... Guys, it is the one... Fire token. Yes. Off the board, not in your case. Congratulations. That's huge. Okay. So one from the upper tier and one from the lower tier was eliminated. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Okay. So we're getting down to the wire here. There are four total cases in play. Your case may contain a quarter of a million fire tokens. (laughs) (laughs) The other cases potentially left are the hundreds. Thousand, one thousand fire tokens, or the ten fire tokens. Now, I am getting. Oh, what? What? Oh, is this a? Is this a sound effect I'm trying to play on my phone? Maybe. <laughs> oh. Oh, guys, do you hear that? 
no. <laughs> oh, it's like the softest phone ring. Yeah. Like it was in his pocket, like deep inside of it. Like, oh, it's in my other purse. <laughs> How he stored his phone backstage and he's got to go get it. All right. We are getting a deal from the banker now. Let me tell you, banker is not happy, you guys, that you knocked the one fire token off the board. But the banker is willing to offer you $87,753 fire tokens. Now it is up to the two of you to say deal or no deal. Now, let me throw this out there. If you say no deal, you only have to eliminate one more case. Wow. So what's it going to be, gang? Deal or no deal? Mm. I mean, that's a pretty high amount of fire tokens. I, I love buy a lot of peanut butter. It's like the, um, would it be like second place in Survivor after taxes? Exactly. Yeah. Or it'd be, or it'd be like a yeah third place money, which is like pretty good when you convert and assuming it's one fire token for a dollar. Yeah. And you'll probably get invited back for another season because you did pretty well unless you were the goat. Um, but even then, you know, Cass made it back. Um, so I would take it maybe just for another option of another season. All right, Liana, I'm taking the coconut shell and I'm eating it, which I think means we're taking the deal. You're taking the deal. All right. Well, congratulations. You both have earned 800, no, 87,753 fire tokens, which is, I don't even know how you're going to get that home because when Tony was holding six, it seemed already like a lot in his hand. Yeah, just get rid of all um, clothes don't matter, personal belongings don't matter. You're just carrying all the fire tokens in your carry on. You are going to have to fill the Boston Rob and Sandra heads full of fire tokens (laughs) and ship them back to the United States. Now, let's see whether or not you made a good deal. In case number seven, your case, there was 1,000 fire tokens. So congratulations, you earned, I guess, 86,000 more fire tokens than you would have gotten. So well done. Congratulations. The audience uh, is applauding from back. I'm using my fire tokens. I'm taking a one-way trip to Survivor Land. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy, yeah, enjoy hiding in the trees. <laughs> Hide in the trees and not watch a fashion show. Right. Okay. Fashion <laughs> shows are strictly forbidden in Survivor Land. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well done. Uh, I think you guys did much better than any of the survivors would have done. So, you know, because you have more fire tokens. Yeah. So that's how I guess that that's works. true. I was going to say, do you think that like any particular people would do well for deal or no deal, considering how high stakes and nerve wracking it is? Yeah, Tony has to be on deal or no deal. Yeah, he, would, he would make big moves. Well, I don't know. Tony kind of looks like Howie Mandel, so he could easily yeah. just take his place. Yeah, yeah, that's that's possible. Um, also, I do. So I just have a sort of uh, inside baseball comment. So the way that I did the value amounts is essentially just take the average of what was left on the board. And the fact that 69,169 came up as I kid you not, the actual average of what was left made my life. And I yeah, I was like, okay, Liana's being cheeky here. Nope. That was legit the average. So just a horny little game. Just <laughs> this is the horniest board. little game in the market. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Deal or no deal. <laughs> 
horniest game out there. <laughs> well, as we file away our fire tokens, I want to talk about something that's admittedly sort of survivor related, but sort of not, uh, because I saw a tweet this morning, Liana, that uh, you have introduced your sweet boo thing, Puya Zanfakili, to the world of flavor of love. Have you not? So I have. I have. So I watched all of the Flavor of Love, Rock of Love, I Love New York, I Love Money, Daisy of Love, The Weird One with Frank the Entertainer, Real Chance mm-hmm. at Love. I watched all of those uh, when they were in their heyday. And come to find out, the person I want to spend the rest of my life with has never seen a single one. It was time to correct this gross injustice in the world and i made him watch the entire first season of rock of love or flavor of love yesterday we watched the whole thing in one oh my setting. god <laughs> we, it was quintessential laziness we ate pizza mm-hmm. ice cream and watched flavor of love on the couch it was amazing That sounds incredible. So before we get into the Survivor, very thin application of it, does it hold up? Because that aired, what, initially like 2006 or something? There's definitely some comments that would 100% you would be canceled today. (laughs) But surprisingly few (laughs) for what I expected. Um, So, yeah, I would say. But overall, I mean, in terms of the drama and the entertainment of it all, it absolutely holds up. It is iconic. Aaron, have you have you ever been a, been a fan of those uh, VH1 celebrity shows? Okay, so um, I would say that I I did in college watch some of them in sort of a, a college haze. Um, so <laughs> I I like them, but I usually like the ones. Well, well, but people did win this one. Is that were reality shows? Mm-hmm. I usually like when people win and lose. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, tech- <laughs> I mean, technically, yes, there was a winner, <laughs> but. That being said, no one except for the audience really won these shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone sort of lost. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was I was not a um, an avid watcher, but I did watch and enjoy. The mm. so, so that being said, I figure what we could do is, you know, if Liana wants to put on her Viking hat once more <laughs> after her haze from yesterday and see if we can assign some Flavor of Love-esque nicknames to some of the people from this cast. For people who don't know, uh, Flavor Flav, for some reason, maybe it's because he just doesn't remember people's names, would lines up all the girls at the beginning of every Flavor of Love season, talks to them for like 30 seconds, and then comes up with a nickname just based on whatever. It might be on where they're from. It might be how they look. It might just be a random fact about them. Liana, do you have any uh, favorite Flavor of Love nicknames from over the years? Ooh, okay, that's good. Um, so P- Pumpkin, not Pumpkin, mm-hmm. Pumpkin, yeah. uh, which again, I don't know exactly why she was called Pumpkin, but uh, that's a pretty good one. Um, let's see. So uh, classically, you know, the woman who is from Georgia is called Georgia. But I think <laughs> what really stands out is that usually there's a Z at the end um and they kind of got weirder as the seasons went along Mm -hmm. uh, i'm I'm looking i'm looking at some right now that i really love i loved a season two toasty with three e's at the end (laughs) patience from that season was my favorite i think it's spelled pay p-a-y shins (laughs) like (laughs) s-h-i-n-t-z yes uh there's also eyes 
which is also a really weird nickname, but E I E Y E apostrophe Z at the end. Uh, I also love, I think my favorite though, overall, it's a simple one, might be Tree from <laughs> season three. There was just a really tall woman who came on that flavor nicknamed Tree. Um. Classic. It's so good. So that being said, I would love for us to sort of have our creative juices flow and see if there are any nicknames we can use to come up with some of these people. So I'll throw out her name here first. And he's sort of been top of mind. So hopefully this will be easy. Do we have a nickname for Tony that we can assign from the Flavor of Love house? Cue ball. Yeah, something like that. (laughs) But it's got to be like Q hyphen ball. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe if it's this episode specific, it's like extortion, but spelled with an X, like extortion, you know? Yeah. um, Or let's see. I'm sure there was someone called Chains with a Z because I don't know. That feels like a cop thing. No, Chains is a that's like Dean from last season. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's see. Yeah, because usually it's based on like some some like physical attribute i would say is like most of the time because also on i love new york which is the uh successor i suppose to flavor of love uh she also names all of her contestants new york Mm -hmm. does and so they get you know like 12 pack um or like white boy or mr boston (laughs) um those sort of you know classic names of course Ooh, i think my favorite was pootie pootie yeah (laughs) Or teaweed. There were a lot of teas. There was like teaweed, tea bone, tea money. Um. <laughs> money. I remember there was one guy who was, I remember was was known for being very well hung and his nickname was Wolf. Yeah. Oh, huh. Are wolves famously hung? <laughs> I haven't met many wolves to know. <laughs> right. Like, wasn't it like, I don't know, like horse. Right? Yeah, like, what do you call them? Like, yeah, stallion or something like that? I think the worst thing is that these people tried to build like entertainment careers off of this. Like, thankfully, like, yeah, it's Frank the Entertainer. But imagine being like, I'm Greg Wolf Harris, and uh, yeah, please I- give me your cameo money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on here. How about Ben? What's a good slave uh, nickname for Ben? Hmm. Well, the first that comes to mind is Cowboy. Because that's kind of like now. Would it be spelled like the contestant from Survivor Cook Islands? Yeah, with the I. Yeah. Um. What about like a bomb? Uh. Yeah, it could be bomb. Uh. He was heroes hustler. Was he a hustler or was he? He was a hero. Oh, he was a hero. Oh, that doesn't work. (laughs) You're like because hustlers. Yeah, hustler somehow would be a great name. Yeah. Uh, ben yeah it could be it also could be like just straight up like Ben Bomb like I could see that being a name yeah or or Grudge he always has a fight he could be Grudge oh I like Grudge Grudge. yeah and that's very fitting for Ben okay uh, what about what about Sarah Lucina should it be like I don't know like seam or skirt Ah. or like something about fashion she's so famously a top Oh, we're so famously a criminal. I mean, that was her winning season. Well, so how, you, about, how, how about sneak? But like spelled oh, S-N-E-E-K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. You need the double E. I was also thinking like yeah. stripes, but with a Z. Yeah. Um, Why stripes? Because she's a criminal. So, you know, she's like okay. got her stripes. Well, designer now. 
Oh, and she's a designer. So it's like a dual meaning because we all know these nicknames were so creative, especially when Flavor Flav named the twins Thing One and Thing Two. So. <laughs> yeah, beautiful. She could be Sneak and Stripes or Stripes and Sneak, you know? Ooh, yeah, that stripes like double nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How about, let's talk about Denise. What yeah. do you think Denise, like, I think Denise would be like Shorty or something. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Or if there was already a Shorty, she'd just be Shorty 2. Because yeah. they're like very uncreative. <laughs> I, I like Shorty 2. Uh, maybe she'd be like pint size or something. Or no, wait. Do you, Adam, I think she, I, Adam Shorty 1 and Denise is Shorty 2. Yeah. Ooh. I like that a lot. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna ask if they if Flea would take advantage of her being a sex therapist and do something yeah, new, but I like I like Shorty One and Shorty Two. <laughs> I'm just having now this mental image of Jeff Probst calling on people at Tribal Council, but calling them by their nicknames. <laughs> well, like, was it One World with Troy Zan and Tarzan? That that really did feel like a flavor of love season. <laughs> yeah. like, and, I, and there was a little bit of drama there too, where Troy Zan's like, I can't believe it. He's Tarzan. I'm Troyzan. <laughs> that bitch stole my nickname. <laughs> and like one of the first episodes. Oh my god, that was so funny. And then when um when he votes or like when somebody gets voted out, be like, you know, like I'm sorry, your time is up. And then otherwise, you get a clock. It's like you know what time it is. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What do you think it would be? Would it be like you get a torch instead? Yeah, yeah. I guess you would get your torch. Yeah, you would get your torch, and it would be like. Uh, shoot, what would be his catchphrase? That is like Mike, that? like your 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 life is still burning in the game or something. Mm, yeah, it needs to be something. Sure, I mean the tribe has spoken is good, but it feels it almost needs like more of Jeff conferring this like thing upon you. So it's like mm. uh, your fire's burnt out, or like your fire's <laughs> still burning, or something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what about <laughs> Michelle Fitzgerald, who might find herself on one of these dating shows nowadays? What do you think her nickname would be? Michelle Fitzgerald. Let's see. Okay, what is I? I mean, McConic, uh, McConic. Michelle is iconic because she's such a queen. Um, so yeah. she could just be like Yas Queen. Can <laughs> <laughs> sort of you imagine Jeff Pros being like Yas Queen? How'd you feel about that statement? <laughs> I saw you roll your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Yas Queen. I saw you roll your eyes when Sneaky Stripes said that she wanted to vote you out. Uh, just to confirm grudge you're playing this idol on yas queen <laughs> <laughs> yep that's gotta be her name is yas queen she slayed her ex wendell she's definitely yas queen yeah she's a yas queen what do we think all right so i'm gonna put uh one for i mean nick is gonna be an interesting one right like you could go with dracula yeah uh you could go with nicula what about like whisper because he's always so like just pops up or like what did, the wind. What did Sandra say to him at the beginning? Like, you're the newest winner, so everyone thinks you're sneaky. Yeah, he's sneak too. Yeah, <laughs> sneaky too. too. We have no, we have sneaky stripes and sneaky too, or something <laughs> like that. So Nick doesn't even get like another like identifier. It's just sneaky too. He's sneaky vampire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like vampire though, but it'd be like, but yeah. it'd be spelled horribly wrong. Like, let's see, vampire. No, I can't even do it. Like, yeah, um, no, it'd be like V A H M M M P Y R E Y. Yeah, Y is in there. Yeah, P Y R E or something like that. Uh, yeah, that's good. Do we think that 
he would nickname Boston Rob, Boston Rob. Like, would he be that unoriginal? Yeah, I'd be Boston. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, for sure. Because like sometimes you get like that one person that it's just like they can't think of anything to describe them by. So it's like very obvious. So Boston Rob would obviously get something Boston themed. Uh, what about Adam Klein? Oh, wait, no, Adam Klein was, was right. He's, she was shorty one. Shorty, shorty one or shorty two. I can't Sh- remember who was who. What about, uh, I think Yule would be numbers, but with mm-hmm. like two B's and three Z's. Mm-hmm. Or like, uh, yeah, professor with a Z in there somehow. Oh, but the E is like a three, you know, because it's got to be numbers, like the show. Yeah, and like, the, like the F's upside down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'll come up with one final one here. Uh, Natalie Anderson. What's Natalie Anderson's flave nickname? She's a twin. So like she's, happen- yeah, she's one of she's thing thing one or thing two. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if she just 20. thing? Oh, just thing. She could be just, twenty. Which, yeah, yeah, I could totally see her being twenty, but like she's just by herself. Like she's yeah. just twenty. Like there's no on this season at least other. Right. 20. So there's no number. There's no number. Right. Hmm. Oh my yeah, god! I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I think that makes sense. Now I don't understand why they're not targeting Sarah and Nick sooner. Clearly, they're a pair because they're sneaky stripes and sneaky vampire. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, they are a pair. Yes, that totally makes sense. Wow, guys, I feel like we've really cracked the code here. Also, I feel like we really need to institute nicknames on every single TV show from here on out. Like, it's I don't fun. care what it is: American Idol, Top Chef, The Voice. <laughs> Like, give me yeah. a nickname. I'm no, I mean, I mean, I would like to say, like, depending on the guests that we have on, like, we should institute this shorthand for everybody week after week when we're like, you know, let's talk about the move that Grudge made and whether Yas Queen <laughs> still has a chance of making it to the end. <laughs> Just institute our very own language for everybody. Like, these, these are the names we now decide to call them. <laughs> well, if if you all out there have any nicknames, I'm sure please send them our way. We are super receptive to them. And speaking of submissions, let's finish off this week on the BNB with how we end every week on the BNB. The question of the week, of course, the segment where we, we send out a question out into the survivor ethos and we get back a bunch of lovely and fun responses from the fans at large. Uh, last week's question of the week, when we thought that Tony had his maximum airtime for the season and he talked about being fast and sloppy rather than slow and patient, uh, <laughs> use two words to describe any survivor of your choice. And, you know, we've, we varied a bit in terms of the number, but uh, we stayed in the roundabout range. Let's start with John John. Three words to describe Russell Hans. Terrible jury management. John John, that's going to get you blocked by Russell Hans, just so you know. <laughs> I think, yeah. Was Did you see the thing on Twitter where somebody got blocked and then they, like, tweeted out the the people that got more jury votes than Russell Hans? Like, in yeah, that was the season. great uh, Survivor Quotes X account where they, they post a really great account for any Survivor fan to follow where they give out a bunch of, you know, different quotes from Survivor periodically. And because they got blocked by Russell Hans, they proceeded to post every single person that has more jury votes than Russell Hans in their Survivor oh, career. So... Uh, <laughs> it's like 53 people it's amazing oh i love that uh tomas says because chris underwood won after coming back from the edge of extinction does this describing him in two words as edgelord count edgelord, <laughs> yeah he is the definite edgelord <laughs> yeah uh that's like one of those i don't think that means what you think that yeah, means <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Dan Sinensky says two words to describe Rodney, three C's. Or uh, if you're Tony, apparently it's cool, calm, and quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two C's and a Q. 
Yeah, or it's just quiet. That could also be a nickname. It's quiet, but with a C. Yeah. C S C W I E T. Quiet. Uh, maybe that's Nick's like his like underhanded nickname. Yeah. Once, mm-hmm. once they get rid of a sneaky vampire, uh, Parker Schimler says Ty Chicken Man, Shane Crazy Uncle, Reem Reem Daily, and mm-hmm. Joe Mena Bodega Tony. I love how Reem Daily. Like I, I know that Reem Daily's name is Reem Daily, but also Reeming Daily is also Reem Daily. That yeah, was her, whole, her name. Her I never name. thought I'd say it's the only name that's also a recommendation. Right, exactly. <laughs> Rule number one, or whatever it was. Reem Daily. <laughs> All right, Logan says Nora Salmon is healthy and exciting. Uh, I she love is. Nora so much. I mean, personally, I, I would have preferred Zesty thrown in there because that was personally one of my favorites from when she described herself. Yeah, I don't think we ever talked about this on the podcast, by the way. Do Liana? Do, I don't know if you listened to Nora's deep dive, uh, but do you know the origin behind that finale, that confessional she had in the finale where she described herself? Well, because it was your soup question, right? It was. Apparently, she said in confessional, like, I remember this guy asked me preseason about what kind of soup I was. And I described it like I'm healthy and lively and zesty. And they sort of cut out the part where I asked a stupid soup question. And that's what made the episode. Mike, that's amazing. (laughs) I've never been more proud. Like, this is what parents must feel like when their child (laughs) learns to walk. Like. I don't know. My my child is soon to walk, so I'll see if it compares to my soup question, like sort of offhandedly getting reference on a survivor finale. Okay, good. Also, Uh, side note, sorry, Zesty also would be a great nickname if it's not that would be hers. Mm -hmm. And finally, the great Jacob Singer Weinstein. Um, my two words are for Adam Klein, willing to try anything and clever enough to use dashes to get around the two word restriction. And yes, those were all in dashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Smart. Hey, listen, you got to push the rules, push the word count uh, for next week. So we saw this extortion advantage. So (laughs) something that we came up with for a question of the week, uh, I want us all to put on our best producer hats, come up with an advantage around something illegal, like a crime. (laughs) like the mugging advantage or the embezzlement advantage, because I'm still so mystified by this idea that I would love to see what other illegal activities code two C something are going to be able to show up on survivor. Reasonably speaking, the door has been blown open now guys like crime is apparently legal in Fiji on the survivor islands, as we now know. And now I want to see this taken to the max. I love the international waters that apparently Fiji is in when it comes to extortion. <laughs> yeah. I love how like Fiji is going to have to put out some PSA after the fact. Yeah. Like it's okay to travel to Fiji. You will not be mugged. You will not yeah. be dealing with like embezzlement or extortion. We promise. I had, um, I remember when I was in college, this is a totally random story, but I do remember that uh, one of the leaders of like our study abroad program always had this first session to introduce the study abroad program to students, but she always treated it like it was like a scared straight program. Uh, And she was infamously known for like every four sentences or so, just emphasizing that we would be robbed. Like if you go to this country, robbed, go to Europe, robbed, Australia, robbed. That's what you're submitting yourself to. (laughs) This is a why. Like, I, she, I guess she wanted to make sure we were there, quote, for the right reasons. Yeah, to get robbed. <laughs> yeah. 
uh yeah straight to jail <laughs> exactly just to put just turn give your stuff away as soon as you get off the plane because it's pretty <laughs> yeah. much gone anyway uh but we'll come up with the hashtag robbed advantage and a bunch of other stuff next week send us all your advantage ideas that deal with illegalities uh, you can always email them to us rhapbnb at gmail.com use hashtag rhapbnb on social media super excited for next week's guest so it's super criminal to lose Sophie here. I really do feel like she was playing a fantastic game, truly a fallen angel. And next week, I'm very excited to welcome our most recent fallen angel in Survivor. The fourth place finisher from Survivor Island of the Idols, Lauren Beck, is going to be joining us next week to recap episode 12. Super excited for Lauren. She's a great personality. She's actually hosting her own YouTube uh, series that recaps Island of the Idols this season. That's welcome back a bunch of Survivor alumni as well. So I'm sure she has a lot of thoughts and we'll see if there were any more uncut soup confessionals that hit the cutting room floor. (laughs) (laughs) can't wait to hear it so excited well for now Aaron thank you so so much for coming on Uh, you leave the the B&B with 40 plus thousand fire tokens Ah. uh, a bunch of nicknames and hopefully some stuff to take back to your grandmother and then some Uh, for people who want to follow what you may be talking about out there on the internet how can people follow you on social media and, and give us some details about your about your new book about the astonishing life of August March for people who might be interested um, yeah, my my uh, book is a, a comedic coming of age novel um, about a boy who was born and raised in a New York City theater. It's published by Harper Collins in early April. Um, we had a fun quarantine publishing, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's been, everything's been going great. It's um, but it's a fun read for these times. Um, where you're doing nothing at home anyway, might as well read up. It's a breezy little fun book. And then you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Aaron Jackson eight five. And on Instagram, I'm garbage troll. <laughs> yeah. Follow me there. I'm, I'm so surprised nickname. that was, that was not taken. Yeah. I know. Right. It's taken on <laughs> okay. You've broken Mike. <laughs> <laughs> no. I just don't go on Instagram that much. I didn't realize that was the name. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh Oh, that got me. All right. Well, I'm very excited to make sure you check out this novel, guys. Uh, I've I've read a little bit and I have, especially as a big theater fan, I have very much enjoyed it. I believe it's available also in audiobook format. Is that right? Is that is correct? Yes. All right. Liana, what do you have going on uh, in the past week in podcast land? Okay, so first of all, before I give my plugs, I um, I have a request to ask of the listeners. So if you are still listening and if you have a Twitter, please tweet at Bri- no at Cohen Brian underscore. That is Brian Cohen, the co-host of the Challenge podcast. He and I are currently feuding, and <laughs> I would appreciate if you tweeted at him to please say that the B and B rules. Please spell it with a Z. So. Hashtag RHAPBNB rules. Well, should um, we should we give a nickname to Brian as well that they can use oh, to refer to him? Yes, we should give him a nickname. Okay, what would Brian's nickname be? Um, let's see. So he, he is a co-host of the challenge rehab up. So I don't know if that helps to inform anything. We could call him Bunkers because that's <laughs> that's where they're currently living this season. Or since he loves Johnny Bananas, you can call him like Plantain or Itty Bitty Bananas. Okay, nickname not required. Just tweet 
Just tweet <laughs> at Cohen Brian underscore. Okay. It's Brian Cohen's Twitter and just tell him that the BNB rules. Okay. All right. That's my request. Even if like five of you do it, you have made my day. So uh, other than that, you can find me on Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P. I am podcasting about The Masked Singer with Bia Zan Vakili. And we also talk a little bit about Flavor of Love. So uh, this is me, like, I think, pushing to get him to watch it. And then next week, we'll probably have a little bit of our thoughts on it. But anyway, we also talk about The Masked Singer, I think, at some point. And uh, also Drag Race. So Brent Wolgamont, Amon Adwin, and I are talking about RuPaul's Drag Race um, and talked about the political episode this week. So that should be up soon. And look for that in your feed. You can always follow me at a Mike Bloom type. As I mentioned, I did my alumni interview this week, spoke with Albert Destrade from Survivor South Pacific about Sophie's game. I really, really highly encourage it. Albert had a lot of really great thoughts about, uh, you know, his thoughts on Sophie's game, how she did her second time around, how she did her first time around and the whole perception of the lower tiered winner stuff. So check that out. Parade.com slash tag slash survivor. Also doing, as per usual, every week, the Top Chef recaps, as well as uh, my episodic Lost Rewatch podcast with Josh Wiggler. Did a couple of other scripted stuff this past week. Uh, I am appearing on Kowski Cast to recap the first ever episode of Riverdale I've ever seen with Kirsten McGinnis and Mary Kwiatkowski. It was goddamn ridiculous, uh, but I really enjoyed it. So we get into everything and my incredulity, uh, my incredulity with the naming conventions on that show. I'm also going to be on the Choir Room podcast with Matt Ligori on Adwin to talk about the season one finale of Glee, which was another show that I similarly felt very ridiculously went off the rails. So I'm happy to sort of like connect back to uh, 2009 Mike to see what he was feeling at the time. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. That's gonna be that's gonna be good. I thought about watching the Riverdale episode also because did you knew did you meet Sweet Pea? The I've not met Sweet Pea, but I heard I heard he was on Celebrity Drag Race. He was, he was indeed, and he was a lot of fun. So no, Sweet Sweet Pea was not in the male prison that Archie found himself in, where they had a, a pickup football game. Man, talk about all the nicknames they could have there. Yeah, what? Well, he met Mad Dogs. So that's really one big one. And she didn't okay. even take out her teeth for him. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have game suggestions, uh, like the great Robbie Biz did with the Tony uh, Tony Quotes game, absolutely send them our way. We are game for games. Uh, email them to us, rhapbnb at gmail.com. Or if you just have a small idea, you can tweet them to us as well. We have our antennas up everywhere to pick up anything and everything. I cannot believe we're only a few weeks removed or uh, approaching the end of this season. This is coming very quickly down the line uh, like a fast hurtling train. But considering what just happened, I cannot wait to see where we're going from here. Special thanks to Scott St. Pierre for editing all this behind the scenes. Our head writer, Paul Oselson, Will from America for his fantastic theme song. Aaron Jackson, thank you so much again. Liana, great work as per usual. We'll be back next week with Lauren Beck from Survivor 39 to break down episode 12 of Survivor Winners at War. But for now, we'll check you out at your next stay. Mike and Liana, yeah, they're playing some games. You better pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name. It's the R-H-A-P-B-M-B. Mike and Liana, yeah, they're playing some games. You better pray to your mama that they're not super lame. And if that all sounds cool, I can tell you the name.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.